and welcome to another Deserve Podcast, the podcast where we teach you and try to help you to keep Uncle Sam out of your retirement plan. My name is Pat Charles Ivanella, Managing Editor of Deserve Magazine, and as always across the table, I have Brett Sasso, Founder and CEO of Retirement Architecture. So Brett, it, it was announced last month that there will be a huge cost of living adjustment to Social Security, 5.9%. Now, that's the highest it's been, the highest annual increase it's been in about 40 years. This is a good thing for baby boomers, uh, right? By looking at your face, I'm not too sure. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, it's a, <laughs> sometimes a, a, the blessing is in disguise, right? And then the actual reality may not be a blessing whatsoever. And mm. uh, obviously another big blow to the Biden administration, looking at this massive need to increase, uh, it's trying to keep up with, obviously, the, the, crazy inflation that we're seeing right now six percent growth from last year it's just out of control but the idea that they're doing this it always sounds great right oh they're gonna give me a five i know my mother will be saying oh i'm gonna get a 5.9 percent raise this year because last year was pitiful right last year was hardly anything so in a non-inflationary market social security doesn't raise that benefit up each year but this is the extreme, right? So we're in an extreme, and and now the forecast is that this isn't going away in 2021. This inflationary environment's here for a couple of years now, and mm-hmm. I'm starting to hear this stretched into 2023, 2024, wow. um, which is remarkable. But there's a there's a downside to all this, and it's going to inf- affect certain people, and unfortunately, it'll probably be affecting people who could least absorb this change and it's a really it's an interesting topic and i have to tell you i try to stay pretty well informed i i read i listen i i check out all the podcasts out there that i believe have good information but there's something no one's talking about Um, i've said it multiple times in both podcasts and i've done it in webinars But what we're talking about is the spread of when you have to start including Social Security income as part of your taxes. And these raises that we've been seeing since literally 1993 have been narrowing the gap between when you have to include Social Security as a taxable portion of your income. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a big number now. And you know, the interesting thing for most people, if you ask them what they get in Social Security, they know the, the monthly Month. amount. They know the oh, monthly. they know that right off the top of They're their head. They could actually tell you what the raise is going to equal. Mm-hmm. But what they don't tell you is what's the annual amount. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, on, on the same topic, it's not a big discussion point when you're filing your taxes. And a lot of the seniors that I believe this will be impacting, and maybe not so much this in 2022, or 2023 or 2024, but it's when this current tax code sunsets in 2025, this may become a big issue. And the spread is pretty remarkable. I I ran the numbers. I had Nick do a But you're talking about provisional income, right? Well, it's a part of it, right? Because I mentioned that word to my mother-in-law, and and she didn't know what provisional income was. If you can just kind of describe it. All right, so provisional income is the test, right? So since 1993, and and when they made this Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act, um, they have tried to work a way to means test, and that's my Mm. opinion, right? It's a means test on... When should people have to pay tax on Social Security? Well, the idea is if you are barely making ends meet, you shouldn't pay tax, right? Right. That's the idea. 
But unfortunately, back in 1993, and, and even before that, in 1983, they established the, let's call it the baselines, right? So what they're trying to say is if you earn a certain amount of money as defined by a provisional income, then you'll start being subject to the tax. So provisional income includes things like half of your social security, right? So you're starting to see the drift here, right? So half of your social security is part of your provisional income and then your ordinary income. So if you're getting a pension out there and even if the pension's not massive, it's adding to your provisional income, but you have other things, RMDs. You hear me talking about RMDs all the time because the, the clientele that we've attracted here have a considerable amount of money in that um, IRA, 401k, deferred tax plan. So right? it's an IRS threshold. It's a number somewhere. Yeah, right? it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bar, right? Mm-hmm. If you go above the bar, you start paying tax. If you go too high above the bar, you pay a lot of tax. Mm-hmm. And, and what's happening is the bar is coming down. <laughs> yeah. They're not raising the bar. They're lowering yeah. the bar. They're, they're lowering the how bar this bar hasn't is, moved is what I'm... Uh, well, it down. hasn't, right. So if you think about since 1993 and, and earlier, 83, mm-hmm. they have been giving COLA, so people hear COLA, it's mm-hmm. cost of living adjustment on social security income. And as they've been giving these raises, air quotes, right? These raises each year to the, the retirees taking social security, they haven't raised the bottom number. They haven't raised the bar. Mm. So they're not inflating the checkpoint numbers. So you're getting more money, but the bar is still set the where it is. The bar is coming up every year. And that, that number, right? So picture in your mind a number going across above your head, and that's the threshold. You go above that bar. Well, shouldn't it make sense that if, if they're raising the amount of money you get as a benefit with inflation, that they raise the bar, right? right? So isn't Mm -hmm. that they're trying to identify these people. So they're, they're collapsing the spread between the bar and the amount of money people are getting. And this one is the most obvious of it. When you start talking about almost a 6% increase in one year. So I ran some numbers. Yeah. I see you got a lot of papers. Well, I got got them all over the place and and I, I started and I should have actually had some better notes on this, but I, I think whenever we get into too many notes, on paper, it gets confusing at home. So, you know, if, if you think about it, we said earlier, if you've got people that are making a combined social security income now, let's say it's $4,500 a month. And again, they'll know that number. Oh, I get 3000. My wife gets half of mine. She gets $1,500. So I got 4,500 a month. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I had Nick run these numbers. I said, Nick, give me some profiles. Give me some numbers that we have out there. That's kind of a not an anomaly, but something that's kind of in our scope. It's it's a little bit lower on our spectrum as far as the people that we serve here. But he was doing the numbers and he said, Brett, if we have people who are 72 right now and they're collecting $49,261,000 a year on Social Security, so divide that by 12 and it'll give you the monthly, the monthly amount that we're talking about. It's probably in that same area that we were just talking about. But then we said, okay, well, what else do these people have? Well, you know, they got an IRA. And the IRA, how much was it? 4080 around there. So around four yeah. grand. So that's what their Social Security benefit is. But they have this IRA that they've been towing along their entire life, and they haven't been touching it. And it's grown. The last eight years has been a windfall for, mm-hmm. the, for their deferred tax, not deferred comp, deferred tax. So that's their IRA, their 401k. It's $525,000. 
So this year, congratulations, they have to take their first RMD. RMD. I was going to say RMD is around the corner. So their RMD for this year is 3, 3.91% or $20,526. Wow. So now I have a provisional income. Now remember, I have to take half of my Social Security, which is half of the 49261 and I've got to add it to my 20527 RMD. So my provisional income, if I do the test, is about $45,158. So that's provisional. So what did I use? I used half Social Security. I had to use all of the RMD, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's my check. Well, guess what? I failed the test. I owe tax. I made more than I was allowed to owe, I was allowed to earn as a married couple, which is about $44,000. So they went over the threshold and they owe tax. Now, it's not a lot of money. Why? Because we have standardized deduction. Now, I've run this as if that will sunset with the tax code, which I believe it will, and that 24000 standard deduction that became a part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act goes away, and I just cut it in half. I said, mm-hmm. Nick, just cut that in half because it's probably going to go back to what it used to be prior to, according to the sunsetting of the, of the tax code. So when that happens, what we end up having is a taxable income, but it's minimal. You know, in, in the first year, there's zero. Because we don't have it this year, we wouldn't have it because we don't get the 5.9 till next year. But next year, all of a sudden, we have taxable income, a couple grand. What does it equate to in taxes? 200 bucks. Not making anybody upset. But honestly, the person who never had to file and pay, all of a sudden, they'll have to file and pay if nothing else changes, right? If we just go ahead. Now, what's going to happen? We're going to get more COLA next year. Mm-hmm. And if this inflationary vi- environment holds, then we'll probably see another anywhere between 3 and 4% next year and potentially the year after that. So we ran a couple years ahead. And again, it's not a big number. It goes from $200 a year to $363 a year to $538 a year to $713. Now, $713 Sending that in in April for a person who may not have paid tax in 10 years or longer, you start realizing, wow, this is really becoming a burden on these folks. Right. Because what I also have is based on their budget, right? So we ran a budget. And again, we tried to use standard numbers here. Budget's $5,500 a month. That's what this retired couple was spending in complete cost. That's their cost of their house. Remember, even when you pay your, especially in New York here, you pay off your mortgage, you still have another one. It's called your property tax, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was starting to think about that the other day. And I said, boy, it'll be nice when my, when my last payment and I'm down to just a couple, I go, holy cow, I'm still going to be paying about a grand or more a month. I don't ever get my house for mm-hmm. free. So anyhow, when I ran the numbers and I said, okay, well, what really starts to happen? So it, at the last year, the tax cuts and jobs act, I have to send in, I'm, I'm that person, right? And I'm sending in $713 with my 1040 in April. My budget just barely made it. I ended up with about $2,600 left over at the end of the year. Hmm. So I was spending my five grand. Obviously, I have to raise my inflation number, right? right. So I, res- I rose the inflation on my expenses the way I'm getting it in kind from Social Security. I matched them. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. As this couple goes forward, and we just use the same assumptions, right? We've now reduced our Social Security. We're not compounding it as bad as we were. Same thing. Our income isn't really changing, right? The, the, the RMD goes up, and it's going right. to go from $20,000 in, 
at their age 72 to, I'm going to go down to age, let's go down to age, uh, let's go down to 85. Well, 82. So at 82, their RMD will be up to 25,554 and their social security with the cost of living increases will be up to about 68 grand. Mm -hmm. So now we've got a considerable amount of money that needs to be taxed, but our expenses in our life have gone up, right? They're not, we're not getting ahead here with these raises. In fact, we're actually falling behind a little bit. But as I ran this couple out into their age 82, they're starting to come up short $3,000 a year. So they're going to have to reduce their lifestyle then. But what if you can't? Right. Right. What, what what you you gonna, oh, yeah. hey, you got to get rid of the house. What, what do you mean you I got to get rid of the house? Can't go on those trips. Well, what am I going to do? Where am I going to get my $3,000? And by the way, I have nothing in here for trips. I have no fun mm. money in here at all. There's a huge problem growing and no one is, is acknowledging it. I stumbled on it. So you're just talking existence here. Just existing. Here. No, you're not existing. Now right. you're talking like you just said. And and where do you cut? Where do you find a three thousand dollars? Mm. That's not just three hundred bucks a month, almost, right? It's a lot of money that they are going to have to find and hold for Uncle Sam. And then what happens? They get behind. Mm-hmm. And now you get those threatening, mean, and, and we're, we're hiring eighty thousand new officers here for the IRS to come policing us. This is a real problem, and it's going to catch people by surprise. And it won't happen until the year that they don't file because they don't think they owe, but they do. And then they get the nasty gram from the IRS according to your RMD that you got paid. You owe us money. And then it's a freakout session. And now let's also face the fact that they're not in their their normal frame of mind. They're 85 years old, right? So the two... The two people are now figuring out how do they fix this. They can't, but they could fix it today. And that's part of this whole conversation about the Roths. Right. You know, the, the, the government is throwing me softballs for what I try to help people understand, which is you can't let the government. And, and by the way, Pat, I didn't do anything aggressive on taxes here. I didn't do anything aggressive. And, and we're starting to see that. Another promise of the Biden administration was, oh, the middle class won't see one dollar. This whole thing's paid for. Well, thank God they didn't get the big number through that he wanted, but it's not getting paid for that way. It will cost all of us. As a matter of fact, inflation to me is a form of tax. Where I know what I've just paid. I, I fortunately I have a Chevy Volt with the V. So with my wife driving that, we hardly use any gas. I think I put gas in that car maybe three times, four times a year. And we use it as a local car, get around town. But my other car that I just sold, that didn't do so well on gas. I had a big six cylinder in it. It was a, a car that you, you kind of got on it a little bit and drove. Well, it was costing me 75, 80 bucks to fill up my gas tank in that car. Point is, that's a form of tax to me. That's a deficiency in government that's letting inflation go further and faster than it was supposed to. And gas is, is, the, is the leading cause right now, right? Gas and home heating oil and natural gas. I'm not even sure how my natural gas is going up. There's no supply chain issue with that. This is just what I believe is, is almost sympathetic uh, inflation where, you know, if, if I'm in business and I look at everything else going up, why wouldn't I raise my prices? I know. So I'm looking at this, this spreadsheet you have here and I, I can see their real names. We'll change them to Jack and Diane. What would you do for this? This couple, I mean, what, what would you say to them? What would you, how would you? Well, I'm them? saying it now. I'm telling people, you need to rule a Roth conversion in or rule it out. I would have had these people doing a Roth conversion over the next five years, and they wouldn't be paying tax ever. 
they'll never pay tax again. They'll have what's called the power of zero. Now, the problem with that, and I and I love the book David McKnight wrote on power of zero. The problem is, is his book kind of has a flaw. And we've discovered that in these spreadsheets that we do when we're calculating out to give people mm. opinions on Roth conversions. I got to ask what that flaw is. I got to. Well, the flaw is what we're talking engaging. about. They're not raising the bottom number. If the bottom mm. number would come up, if it would just come up and keep pace with inflation, and I don't know, it has to be done on purpose. This isn't like underneath somebody's you know, radar. They haven't missed it. They're just choosing not to do anything about it. So until they start raising up the bottom numbers again to see if you have to pay tax on Social Security on that provisional income, then there will come a point where someone who makes a financial maneuver now or in the last 10 years, they might run into a problem. And these are the people that tried to you know, use life insurance as a tax-free income, not so much the Roth. And, and the reason I, I've noticed that a lot of the books and things that are out there on the Roths, they don't like to just talk about Roths without some kind of quote unquote product, right? Because there's, you're leaving the money where it was. It's still, you know, subject to market risk and, and things of that nature. But in a lot of these books, they'll recommend like, you know, index universal or universal life insurance or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Where, where potentially the prices can go up, et cetera. So if I did that strategy and then this starts to come to fruition, the way we've we've put it on paper here today, then while I might get tax-free income for a few years, I might fall back into it again. Same problem, right? The bottom line, they're not raising the bar Mm -hmm. on how much we have to pay tax on Social Security. The Roth is a different story. The Roth, to me, is eliminating the problem by eliminating the RMD. The RMD is the culprit here, right? Their income wasn't going to do it. Social Security by itself can't do it. You can't add half and have it end up hitting higher than what the number is. And if you did, your deductions would still get rid of it. So it's it's rarely going to be for somebody who just has Social Security. But it's for all the other, the other millions of people who have this additional income that is being tested mm-hmm. and then eventually taxed. The Roth conversion is by far one of the best strategies out there right now now, I'm only using somebody that has $525,000 in their collective IRA, right? So this is husband and wife together. You know we have people in here, million five, two million, five million. Those people are going to get clobbered with this as these taxes go forward in the future. And when they get there, they can't do anything about it. There's nothing you can do. You, you can't even give away your IRA. You just can't do it. Yes, you can don't make donations, but it doesn't improve your lifestyle. All this money you saved your whole life, you want to give a portion of it to, to charity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fixing anything. You're still not able to live the lifestyle that you expected and wanted in retirement. So this is a big issue. This is an enormous issue. It's a, it's a warning sign. It's a wake-up call. It's everything we've been saying for years that we've been calling the inflation card. Matter of fact, I just had a, a conversation yesterday with a with a gentleman who I, I think I've been talking to him for about a year. I think he's great. He's he's very very sensitive to inflation. Uh, matter of fact, I named one of our 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 little uh, uh, strategies here after him and his wife. I'll, I'll leave that out of this podcast. But anyhow, we we're talking about his biggest fear has been since I met him inflation. And he actually asked us to rebuild our our standard uh, assumptions for him to raise it to three percent. And yesterday's like, wow, Brett, they doubled it. Mm. 
And I said, yeah, I, I see. I don't think it'll hold. I don't think it'll be. I don't. Matter of fact, it can't. It, you, it would just melt us down as a country. Do you see this as a carrot by the government to get people to take their benefits earlier? Well, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a gimmick. You know, yeah, I get it. They're doing it because inflation is getting very expensive. And I know that people on fixed income are making tough decisions right now. Forget about trips and traveling and and God knows what's going to happen to airplanes and, you know, what jet fuel has got to be going mm. up, diesel fuel. When when the price of of gas, oil, fuel for airplanes goes up, it impacts every one of us because those trucks they use a lot of fuel, right? Coming across the country. We've still got ships sitting out off the coast of California. Haven't been loaded yet. And now the trucks that are supposed to haul those things, think about the manufacturer who put that stuff together, put it in a container. It's sitting out there and it's losing its value because inflation's going up. So those prices have to go up on those goods before they even hit the shelf. So we're in a, we're in a pickle. <laughs> it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's an indicator of all the other things. You know what? It's almost like that symptom of the person who goes to the doctor because they got a little scratchy and you got a little cough going and they find out that they've got something much, much more severe. That's what this is. We're all starting to feel the symptom of something much, much more severe. So for anyone listening to this and, and I, you know, we've got one more major pod or one more webinar, right? This, one this more big one coming topic. up. And we actually did a postcard mailer. So if you're listening to this, you might get a postcard from our company inviting you to what may be, and I, and I don't know, we'll see if our numbers go as high on this pot at this webinar as I think they will. We may have to do an encore and even do it in the same week um, because we'll have so many people at register and it just gets very difficult when you get over 500 people on a webinar. Um, but we just had a very large mailer. Postcards are coming out. Color postcards got me on it. And it's saying, hey, one last one, one last shot for 2021, because let's face it, if you lose 2021 to do a Roth conversion, mm -hmm. If the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act represents the only best way to do that. You're waterfalling into the uh, old rates, right? Potentially, and yeah. it may not become as advantageous to do. I personally think that as long as they leave the Roths available, people should be doing them until they don't have any more money in their IRA. But again, you don't do this unless it's necessary. Right. That's what the Roth conversion analysis is all about. We rule it in or we rule it out. And... Uh, the feedback that I'm getting from people has been fantastic. Um, even at the CPA level, uh, I've been asked to go speak at a CPA event in uh, Ohio in, in December, and I'm, I'm thrilled that they want to listen to me talk on this topic because they don't acknowledge I don't want to say acknowledge. They're not, they're not paying attention because the problem with a Roth is that it requires you to pay more tax that's not due yet. Mm -hmm. And that goes against it's every CPA and tax filers mentality right. is you don't pay tax until it's due. You, and the taxpayers too. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and we all like not paying tax, but all we're doing is kicking the can down the road and the can is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually you can't kick it. It's an oil drum. So we, we've really got us to get as many people as possible. We, we've been increasing our automation here so that we can do more of these Roth conversions. We're, we're pushed to our, Limits a little bit. I know everybody's been working a lot extra time getting things done. I actually have meetings on Saturday, tomorrow, that I haven't done in a while to do a conversation. Uh, someone in law enforcement, so I'm, I'm happy to do it on a Saturday. 
So I don't know if you're out there listening and, and if you think, yeah, this was a gift, right? 5.9% raise in Social Security. That's a lot of money. That's a big raise. Um, Never left the gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> what is it going to do on the tax side? And I'm telling you, when, when I see these numbers and I see somebody in a matter of 10 years going from a $4,000 surplus, which is what I have here, 3700 uh, 3, surplus at the end of the year, not monthly, going to a $3,600, and that spread is about 10, 12 years, that's massive because their income's not going to grow. And, so, and that is including cost of living going up with Social Security. They will be $3,000 a year will, short. Will you go over this on your next webinar? I think I'm going to have to do it. Um, you know, I know that there's a lot of jubilation over this 5.9, especially I think last year was a 1.2 right. or something. Yeah, I think it was 1.3. Or 1.3, 1.3. So it does seem like a huge, huge uh, bonus coming out this year. But guys, the writing's on the wall. We need to get some kind of activity going down in Washington. Um, Senator Sue here, Sereno from New York, she had, uh, I had met her one time and I, I talked to her on a few of these topics. And she said, Brett, you need to get set up with a big lobby group down in New York and DC that this has to be lobbied. It's not going to happen by, you know, by one politics it's too complicated of a topic you know it's like joe biden trying to make everybody think to they're too dumb to understand what's going on but this is a topic that needs to be brought to washington i think there should be a lobby that says we need to raise the bar we should not have to have people and they can't argue i'll bring this if i put this in front of the the people in washington that that make these things happen they can't argue with this fundamental math is this right that somebody goes from having a $3,700 a year? I mean, we're not talking wealthy, wealthy here, right? $3,700 left over to take a trip. That's just above budget. Well, to Brett, being in the hole, $36,000, $4,000, it's insane. I know you're trying to raise the bar here, retirement architecture with, with uh, retirement planning. So we, we need our government to do the same. So the they got to be sensitive. They got to be yeah. sensitive to the seniors because this is going to be a, a life changing, a life threatening thing for people. Definitely a lifestyle threatening type of thing if it happens. And it can only manifest to the worst side if taxes go up higher than our assumptions, which are not very big. So guys, go to RothWebinar.com, sign up for the next webinar so you can find out more information about this. So you can uh, see the visuals that go along with the uh, discussion. Uh, Brett, great podcast. Uh, can't wait to do little, another one little, week. little technical, but I think yeah. very timely. It's it's in the news, so uh, I hope everybody got something out of it. And if it's not impacting you, I'm sure you know somebody that it does. So, yeah, send them to RothWebinar.com. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks. you uh, getting this together today. Hey, this is Pat Charles Ivanella, Managing Editor of Deserve Magazine. Thanks again for listening and make sure you subscribe to Deserve Podcast and go visit DeserveMagazine.com.